everybody out there, and welcome to the third edition of the Crick Villawarra podcast. We're just very, very excited to be here. We're very excited to still be on the air, actually. And as always, steaming in from the Pavilion End is Daniel McGookin. Hey, 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 how are we, guys? Good to be back. Another week of exciting cricket. Uh, some big scores, some absolute batting collapses, a um, few matches in the balance. Um, what impressed you over the weekend, Cam? What is it? It's not actually what impressed me over the weekend. What's going to impress me? I'm going with the Rep Brown. We got the Rep Browns kicking off next week for Illawarra. We got Margaret Pendon who played the under 15 women's. Hey. Very excited to see her go. We got the under 16s playing their first division three match against Parramatta at Kira. Love Ooh. a big crowd out that way. And we have the under 13s in the uh, WSG comp and the under 15s in the EG Wembling Shield. Oh, very nice. Very so, nice. I'll give Good you day. more of a local feel, Daniel. Who impressed you? On the ground. Well, I've got to say, the young fella from out at Dapto, um, Harry McGuinness, another unbeaten knock. He's sitting on 83 or in the... 89. 89 he's on. <laughs> uh, 50 not out last week in the one-day match. But he's been backed up with some fine bowling from his team, and it's been easy pickings for him at the start. But for a young fella that was in the 16s last year and also backing up as a keeper, I'm finding his performances very impressive. It's very impressive to be anybody who's basically 17, playing first grade, a couple of not outs. He's just he's that, killing it. That's just doing it. Let's just call him the next Adam Gilchrist. He's Instead better than Gilly. What's Gilly got? <laughs> Sorry, the big rap there, mate. You're probably getting out of 90 now. next Adam Gilchrist. Entity first. <laughs> anyway, on today's show, we've got, we're very excited to have Neil, who's our player of the round. Yes, sparkling 163. Knock um, for Kira, they were in a bit of dire straits. Um, you yeah. can say it, he absolutely saved them. Yeah, he, d- he did. He came in at four for, four for 62, I believe, roughly around there. And yeah, was able to hold the forward and combine well with the tail and get a respectable total for Kira. Um, Adam Berwick has to be an honourable mention. Also got 163 runs, but he was in the team in the defending premiers, and they absolutely towered up university. Um, so I think he had an easier bowling line, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's still a great knock in. Congratulations to Adam. Anyways, we'll start by going around the grounds, and we'll start by listening on through each score and how teams have gone, who went well, who went poorly. We'll go from there. All right, we'll start off this week with West Illawarra versus Coromel. It was what a good we... game, wasn't it? Oh, solid game, definitely. Um, West won the toss at the bat. Batted pretty well. 277 is not bad. Yeah, a couple of key players in that knock. He, he was leading the way for him. Me, I thought Olivia Thompson, got, sorry, Oliver Thompson got a nice little 108. Newman got 74. Oh, so he picked the two highest scorers. Very original. Well, who else are you going to go with? <laughs> like, come two, on, mate. Two highest scorers. <laughs> oh, what, what I liked is that they backed up their decent batting performance. They sh- should have been wanting a bit more, but they were able to get Coromel on the back foot early. Yeah, three for 43, it's not looking real good for him. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting final day to that match. It's well in the balance. All right, we'll throw over to um, UOW, which we have to have a little bit of a soft spot for, seeing it's recording out of their studios. But they suck. They're not playing real well at the moment. Their no. bowling attack, it's a bit harsh saying suck. Right, that was a bit rough. But their bowling attack is just not what it, what it it's up to par, really. They, they were up against the defending premiers, so Ali. it was always a tough task for them. Uh, Adam Borwick loves playing them. Adam Berwick. Berwick, sorry. Loves playing them. Just keeps in hundreds against them. Another 163 this week. That's three and five games. 
Yeah, he was a big piece of the puzzle into their final total of nine declared for 436 runs, 163. Close to player of the round, but the interview guest, Neil Honover, also got the honours with the same runs. All right, Danny, uh, Wollongong versus Helenburg. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, down at North Dalton Park, um, Helensburg batted first, and they put up quite a strong total. Um, Masiante, apologies if I pronounce that wrong, at top score with a strong 145. Um, ably supported by the McCray brothers, both chipping in with a 98. How good are the brothers? Dead set. Yep, they're a big Every part. week, man. <laughs> big part of their success, no doubt about it. Um, so they've been able to declare at 5 for 365. They sent Wollongong in and grabbed the early wicket. Now they're sitting at 1 for 23, so a bit on a knife edge, that one. So a bit of a brave call, declaring 5 down only, but... You want to get a few overs as the light begins to fade. I say, it's, so far it's working, so you've got to give the captain credit there. Welcome, Neil Honobar, to our podcast, Player of the Week with the big 163 knock. Um, congratulations on your bat and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. All right, so it was quite an interesting situation when you came to Greece. You've had plenty of years with Kira, but... You came in 4 for 62 after batting first. Um, what were you thinking at that point? Uh, it was a, looked like a pretty good um, batting wicket. and We'd lost a few early wickets. Um, I think Mark Johnson and uh, Nick Theo, who was up from twos, put on a bit of a partnership to get us past 50 and lost a wicket. And, yeah, well, I guess the first thing on our mind was just to tick the score along and uh, not lose any more wickets and, and make the most of a good batting deck and post a, a decent target so yeah uh, who, who was causing the most trouble in the opposition um i think rob Healy actually had uh two wickets at that time so he was uh he was a wily old fox <laughs> or a veteran i think he snared, a few, uh, snared himself a few wickets like he did the week before i think he picked up five or six against belly the week prior as well i say looking through your stats it's pretty much double your second highest score so you've got to be thrilled about that yeah, yeah, it was um, it was a good knock. Um, hadn't that's my first uh, ever hundred, maiden hundred, in uh, grade or even even in juniors. I hadn't hadn't uh, hit a hundred, so yeah, it was good to finally I guess, guess get the monkey off the back. Bit nervous through the nineties then? Oh, uh, <laughs> not really actually. Um, as I was getting close after fifty, I'd um, hit a few boundaries, so I thought oh, I must be getting close. So I think at the drinks break, I just got the boys to check, and I was on around eighty five and then sort of just counted it down and got to the 90s. And we actually lost a few wickets. I think we lost our seventh or eighth wicket when I was on about 90. So I was just trying to sort of battle <laughs> battle through the 90s and then bat with the tail just to make sure uh, we got through and, and kept getting a, a decent score. I think we just plugged a couple of singles and a few twos and, and got the 100 and then, yeah, just kicked on from there, I suppose, once the 100 was out of the way. So with the final score, is the team happy or...? Do you, do you yeah, feel that you picked hard? Good score. Um, after being in early trouble, I think we were about three for twenty. Then I think seven for one eighty. I think from there, the last three wickets put on um, nearly one hundred and fifty runs. So it was um, definitely a, a good score. We're um, we're pretty happy with it, but we've got a bit of bowling work to do next week. It is. Um, it's, I don't think there's much rain forecast through the week, so I don't think the conditions will change too much. And they've got a few good bats with uh, Lachlan Dunn and I think Jacob Hand in there. Yeah. But um, they can score some big runs for them, so um, we've got our work cut out next week. 
What is the secret to shutting down Northern Districts next week? I think early wickets. I think we've got to get those two guys early. I think if we get Lachlan Dunn and, and Jacob Hinn, that'll um, go a long way in, in setting us up for a victory. Yeah. It's still a big chase. 330 is still a big total, even if one or two of them do get going. With um, The comp is, is that way. Sometimes teams are in, in a good position, two or three for um, a few, and then you see a few wickets sort of come in bunches and, and you can run through sides, um, as we've seen over the last few years. You're looking forward to bowling as well this week as you did with the bat. Yeah, yeah I haven't actually bowled. It's my first game back. I missed the two first two games, unfortunately. I missed the T20. Um, I had a couple of weddings that I had to attend. Yeah, first game back. So done a bit with the in preseason in bowling and bowled a bit in the, in the rep T20 and that sort of stuff. But it'll be the first um, bowl of the season for Kira, so that should be good to um, have a have a trundle with the new pill. Speaking of the rep T20, actually, congrats on making that side first and foremost. Yeah. Um, how do you guys reckon you can improve on that for the future? Because on the on the rep on the rep on the uh, regional bash. Um, are you <laughs> talking about the yeah. uh, getting bowled out for fifty-one? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I think I, I think you top scored like, actually. Well, we were talking about that on the bus trip back. Actually, it's just one of those days and part of cricket, I suppose. We did pretty well. It was, uh, quite a small ground actually, and a pretty good batting wicket. So we thought we did pretty well to keep them to about one thirty, one forty odd, which we did. We took all our catches, and it's a it's a target we definitely should have chased down. Uh, we lost a few early wickets, and I think. Just sort of stem from there. I don't think um, there were no demons in the wickets or any tearaway quicks that sort of ran through us. So it was, I guess, just one of those days where nothing went our way with the bat and we lost one wicket after another and there were no real partnerships to, to you know, to stem the tide and see us through. So this big knock on the weekend there, 163, has obviously put you in a good place for the rest of the season. Um, are you... Where are you? What are your goals for the rest of the season for yourself and also Kira Club? Yeah, um, I guess as a club we made the uh, we made the, the semi and the, and the final last year. Unfortunately, got um, a bit of a, a belting by Valley. But yeah, I think we'd um, if we play good cricket and just stick to our game. Um, got a few young guys coming back through, um, uh, coming up from two. So they keep performing the way they have been. I think we'll be there or thereabouts to to be in that top four and in the running for the Premiership. And I guess personally, um, just building on, on from last year's uh, performance and yeah, making the most of the, the good start to the season with the bat and hopefully notch up a few more decent scores and just keep taking wickets with the new ball. You mentioned it yourself. Um, how do you guys go that one step further than last year? What has to change? Um, I don't know. I think... Uh, Last year we came up against the red-hot Dave Murphy in the final and, and he got going. We just got him on one of those days where um, when he gets going, he gets going and, and no one can stop him. We probably we might have been a little bit overwhelmed by, by the grand final. We did have a young young side. A lot of them hadn't played in a final before and it was a good learning for us. And you've, sometimes you do have to lose one before you win one. So it's all part of the experience and just to become, as a team, a more uh, sort of mature team and learn from it and um, just play our own own game on the day and stick to our game plans and, and not get overwhelmed by the opposition or, or by the situation. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining the podcast. Uh, thank you. Good luck for the year ahead. It looks like a promising one for yourself and also yep. for the team. And, yeah, appreciate your time here tonight. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. And, um, yeah, hopefully we'll, um, we'll be... 
in that top four come end of the season, come the pointy end of the season. Sure. Yeah, right. Thank you. Thanks, Neil. No worries, thanks, enjoy, enjoy your dinner. <laughs> thanks, Dave. Everyone out there, as you heard, it was a fantastic interview by Neil. Um, this is basically what we have time for this week. It's going to be a shorter podcast, so I hope everyone enjoys it. We'll have a bit more when we have both sides of it. Yeah, with the matches in the balance, I'm looking forward to another bumper weekend of cricket. Um, some matches in the balance. Cam, you got any out of the box predictions for us? It's not really out of the box, but I think UNLV is going to get hammered this week, if I'm honest. Oh, well, yeah. I think the Premiers are going to win and win big. You didn't see that one coming. Well, I'm actually going to go out of limb and I'm going to back in Northern Districts against Kira. Now, Kira was in the grand final last year, but I like what's brewing up north and I think they've got a decent total to bat towards and I think they'll grab it in the end. Be cool. I like it. Brave. That's what we do here. <laughs> well, again, thank you everyone out there. And if you'd like to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, we love the feedback. So, until then, see you next time. Bye. Bye.